I'm here with Ronnie Hines, Deputy Chair of the Accounts Commission, to talk about a new report on Stirling Council. Ronnie, can you give us a brief overview of the purpose of this report and why it matters to local people? Yes, the Accounts Commission is the public spending watchdog for local government in Scotland. We look at how Scotland's 32 councils are doing and report back to the public. This latest report, known as a Best Value Report, provides an independent view of Stirling Council. We've looked at questions such as how well is the council delivering services for its residents, is the council using its resources effectively, and how well are they involving local communities in decision making. So what's the Commission found? We're pleased to see that the majority of services at Stirling Council perform above the Scottish average and are improving. However, the council must have better processes for evaluating and reporting its performance so it can identify where and how to improve. There's been a lack of progress in this area since our last Best Value report in 2011 and it's something we want to see the council act on. When it comes to managing its finances and its workforce, the council does well. Overall, it has a good track record of delivering services within budget and has made savings over a long period of time. That said, it faces a £32 million funding gap over the next five years and the council should look at changing how it delivers services to meet this gap. It's also important that this is aligned with the council's five-year financial plan. So while the council has delivered the majority of services within budget, its adult services budget has overspent in recent years. It's likely that funding for social care service services will be the most challenging financial issue in the coming years. It's all the more important, therefore, that their arrangements for integrating health and social care services are effective. Our report highlights the complexity of these arrangements in the Stirling area, and we encourage the Council to demonstrate progress in its health and social care partnership with NHS Forth Valley and Clickmanningshire Council. Your report highlights successive changes to the Council's senior management structures and personnel in recent years. Has this had any impact on the Council's performance? Well, as you say, there has been a number of changes at the senior levels of the organisation. The corporate management team recognised the impact this has had on the Council's pace of improvement and it's now operating more effectively. With a new Chief Executive recently appointed, there's an opportunity for the Council's political and managerial leadership to provide stability and renewed focus to deliver the improvements we believe are needed. So what else have you found in this report? Well, there are significant social and economic inequalities across the Council area. Some parts are amongst the most socially and economically deprived in Scotland. While overall life expectancy for men and women is close to the Scottish average, there's a gap of 13 years in life expectancy between the most deprived and the most affluent areas in Stirling. One thing councils in Scotland are required to do is publish what's known as locality plans to help improve outcomes for the most disadvantaged areas. So far, Stirling Council has produced only one of four locality plans. The Council needs to approve and publish these without delay. We've also been looking at how well the Council does when it comes to community engagement. The Council does have a well-established community engagement team and it engages in a number of ways with members of the public, such as talking directly with community groups and using online voting. There are also examples of where public consultation has influenced what the Council does. For example, proposals to reduce funding for the Big Noise and Smith Art Gallery were discussed at a series of public meetings and through direct involvement with both of these organisations. 
communities stressed the value of these projects and as a result, the savings options were significantly amended and the Council was working with both organisations to explore other funding sources. However, these examples aside, a resident survey hasn't been carried out since 2011. This would help with things like gathering information on satisfaction levels with local services. The data for this currently comes from national surveys. The Council also recognises that it needs to do more to fully involve some people, especially the most vulnerable and disengaged. So what happens next? Our report includes a number of recommendations which we expect the Council to respond to. We'll follow up on these recommendations through our annual audit work. Ronnie, thank you very much. And you can download the full report at audit-scotland.gov.uk.